Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up? Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the show. We're at episode 369. What is it? January? February? Gosh. Almost like late February. February yeah, it's, 21st. It's going to be March. It's closer to March than it is to January. So I'm here with David Bray. He's just going to bust my chops all day and, and tell me. Well, finally, you're on the hot seat, Bader. I am. So th this is something we've been talking about in the office, and I'm glad we get to do it. But we're going to try to dive in behind one of our flow films. There's so much opportunity here yep. because... You you get to be in on the ground floor from from the point when somebody like approaches you about a film to the interview to like gathering all the other like video assets all that stuff yep. and then and then you get to see it come out at the end. I don't think a lot of people know all the stuff that goes into it and and not just like all right let's just talk about your work but like there's a lot of interesting things that happen in that process. Tons. So let's talk about it. Yeah. What um, do you want to hear? Let's start about Dunia. Let's start with Dunia. Okay. This is the most recent flow film that we released, and and it is, uh, it's it's unlike uh, many flow films I can think of. There there been some stories that are sensitive and that are tough, and and that are maybe have some element of like tragedy that's then you know overcome uh, overcoming and, yeah. and excellent stuff. But Dunia is a pretty interesting one. So. I heard a little bit on FRL, but how did you first hear about this kid, Dunia? Yeah, well, it's funny that you say, you know, you, someone like the one right before RBY was like, it was heavy yeah. topic and some dark things. And like, you know, we, we started working on that one a lot earlier. Um, but then you come to this, you're like, oh, wow. It's like a whole other level of of tragedy, I think, you know, and how it came about was, and I said this on FRL, but Ollie, Ollie Asone, yeah. Oliver, who works here at Flow. Red hair, beard, talks like a New York accent. Mm -hmm. That's my bad take on it. Um, he came up to me and he's like, and me and Ollie like to like bust each other's chops, pull one over on him. You know, hey, there's a there's a giraffe in the parking lot yeah. or whatever, yeah. right? Right, right, right. No, I got you. He comes up to me. He's like, hey, uh, no joking, seriously. There's this kid from a high school who's attacked by chimpanzees and this and that. I'm like, immediately red flags. I'm like, he's uh, Ollie's trying to get one over on me. No, nah, man. No. Nice try. No. No, Bader, I'm serious. No, Bader, I'm serious. No, I'm, I'm... Finally, I'm like, okay. You know, he seems serious about it. So that's mm -hmm. kind of how I got the word about it. And that was that was about a year ago. I think that was before the states. Maybe he had just won sections or counties or something. Um, I was like, and I go on Google him, you know, look it up. Holy crap. No, this is true. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I heard about it. And then, uh, then I come to find out 
Miguel, I'm like thinking back. I remember this Isaiah Bird kid, mm-hmm. right? Kid with no legs. Miguel had taken in uh, seven, eight years ago or something. And so, uh, like, holy cow. And it just so happened it was Ollie's, Ollie's High School. Yeah. So that's kind of how, how, how we found out about it. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, it's one thing to know about a great story. Yeah. And it's another thing for that to become a, a film. Because, I mean, the story of Dunia, like, you could imagine, you know, you've been around wrestling forever. You could imagine this is one that you know, you're, you're sitting around before weigh-ins or whatever and people are telling the story, but converting it from just a story people tell into a film, that's a different thing and that's, that's, that's a harder thing and maybe that's something that like there was a deliberation process about like, should we do this? And like, if we're going to do it, how, how can we do it? Was there any question of like, we should make this story into a film? I mean, no, no. See, see I mean, I, that's why Ollie told me, right? He knows that I'm in charge of the films and, and was like telling you, so hopefully you make this happen. So really, it's, Ollie was, uh, was the, the start of it. Mm-hmm. But especially only one state, I mean, it would have been a great story regardless. But uh, it was like no brainer. Yeah. No brainer. Now, the, the question was how to do it. That's how the to, thing, right? Um, and really, it was like from, me, from my perspective, it was how, how do I structure this interview? Mm-hmm. Right, I'm not just gonna go in and be like, "Okay, nice to meet you. I'm Mark. Uh, tell me about the attack." Yeah, you know, it's like I purposely did his interview. I think it was the last interview we did. Yeah, because I wanted to get some, spend some time with them, spend a couple of days with them, hopefully build some trust. Mm-hmm. Right, and um, and then even for, for how I structure interviews, I probably did the. I, I put a lot more thought into like, how do we what do we talk about before we get to the attack and how do, how soon or, you know, how, so like, and even once we got to the interview, um, it was like an in-match adjustment because the way I had envisioned it going and the way it did weren't the same. Yeah. Um, so, okay. Um, and the way I kind of have my questions all laid out, I'm like, okay, here's the time where we're going to get to talking about where he's from and, and the attack. And I just, I started asking about, I just too soon, I think, cause I was like, Oh, he's, He's not really comfortable for this. And so yeah. I kind of – and actually I think what happened was the bell rang. And I explained this on FRL, but we were in the gym at the high – at the middle school or this high school. This is during a school day. Yeah. So he, it's, he's telling like he's telling like one of the hardest – the hardest story probably that he's been through. But he's also like, yeah, I get to skip some class. It's kind of <laughs> a weird thing, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. Um, so now the bell rings and, and it's loud out in the hallway. So you got to wait because – you know, you got to be really sensitive to s- sound and light and like you have everything perfect. And mm-hmm. then, you, so now it's like, oh, we got to wait. Now we're like, can't just jump back. So actually, that's when I was like, okay, when we come back, I'm going to like reorganize this interview and we'll talk about, go back to something else or talk about a different topic and mm-hmm. kind of try to get to this point where, where he seems more comfortable. Um, so that was like, so I guess to answer your question, like t- how to tell it for my for my job or what I you know do, that's kind of where that not struggle, but that um, the question of how came in came into play. Then on the on the post end, right? I'm involved in the post edit post shoot process, whatever yeah. you call it. But I'm like, there's two guys, way more film. You know, Cliff and Reed, right? Mm-hmm. You know who they are. They're mm-hmm. these, they like they are film guys. Yeah. Reed, Reed's a jujitsu guy and a film guy. Cliff's a, a film guy. Yeah, he's like made made f- actual films. Right, right. And Christian, these, these were you, are were actual you, films. Were too. you? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, but like 
Were you an extra? Were you no, a... I wasn't, but I heard about but, uh, that. Yeah, yeah. They, they did a horror film. He did a horror film. Like Ray and Christian were extras. They were like <clears throat> yeah, fil- uh, construction workers. But so watching these, you know, and it's always like, you know, we have weekly meetings about films, and we have separate meetings just about these individual projects, and you know, this being one of them. Yeah. And it was like, okay, how do we? So once I come back with the footage, we have a debrief of how the shoot went, and then we'll have another one, you know, on and on. Mm-hmm. So kind of explain how the shoot went. Okay, so this is this was a really interesting one on, you know, how quickly to introduce him or how when do we get to the story of mm-hmm. the attack? Um, and they did a really good job also with the reveal. So like the beginning of the film. He his face you don't see yeah. Dunia very much and his face is kind of blurred out. But going into the film, you probably know what happened. Yeah. So like you kind of wait and see. What were you saying? Well, I mean, it's an interesting thing, right? To like to even talk about or or know how to talk about or but how much to talk about that. I mean, you know, because of the attack, like yeah, Dunia's face is like significantly scarred. Which it's like that's just who he is. Like that's yeah. that's Dunia. That's if you know Dunia, you're not a probably afraid to notice that or talk about that but if you don't it's it, it's this weird thing of like are you know the spectacle or do are, are people gonna like over dramatize the spectacle and my son my oldest son's nine and I, I was telling him about this story and i showed him i was showing him the trailer and i think maybe the first like teaser that we put out you don't you don't really see dunia's face and he's he's saying that out loud he's like i want he's like i just want to i just want to see him i want to see him you know and um and you know, it, it, those decisions, those are really important and interesting. And yeah. h- how'd you guys decide on that? Um, well, you know, and, and it changed kind of how we did it because uh, the, the supervising producers or an, an executive producers, Cliff and Ray, I mean, well, Ray's involved too, but not as hands on in the edit. Yeah. Um, and so they kind of had an idea, and then the editor goes and, you know, we're all in there with the editor. And, well, this is how we're going to do it. Mm-hmm. Give him. And then he goes and does it, and then yeah, it's, it's working or it isn't. You know what? Actually, let's adjust. Yeah. And let's go now. No, it's, that, that's good, but I think we can be better. And mm-hmm. now we're we're gonna re- restructure it a little bit. Blah 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 blah. Try this. And then he comes back like, yes, this is working. Yeah. But actually, you know, and and to the point where like the week of that is gonna come out. Man, we're in this room watching it on a, on a big screen. It's you know the HDMI to the computer. And they're going by frames, frame by. Okay, go go ahead, three frames. Go back. Okay, I need a shot of him just looking, just a wide shot. Doesn't have to be this point in the interview. It just needs to be him, not blinking, just staring, mm-hmm. and just staring off. And then he kind of reaches up to scratch his face. Like right then, when he reaches up to scratch his face, cut to the other camera. And then and then oh, go back two frames. Go back three frames. And then and then now fade to black. And I'm kind of jumbling these things but that, that's like it's so specific yeah and like, yep this is working this is working and the editor's like okay should i go you know ask about something a little no don't go there we'll get there we'll t- we'll fix all that come back here mm-hmm. back to frame all right back back forward and it's just like man they are like so ratcheting and fine-tuning this thing yeah well you know i, I don't think anybody's probably watching this that hasn't also watched the film but it's Dunia's, you know, attacked by chimpanzees, and and that's why his face is is severely scarred. He's had a bunch of surgeries leading up to it, and I mean, it's it's fitting for a wrestler because it's a tough, tough thing, and wrestling's a tough, tough sport. Yeah. Um, one of the interviews I wanted to ask you about, you sat down with with uh, a surgeon 
who is performing all these surgeries on Dunia's face and trying to reconstruct it. And he sounded like maybe a little hesitant. Well, I mean, it's in the film, right? Like he was hesitant to, to allow Dunia to participate in wrestling because yeah. it's a it's a tough sport. It's it's a, a sport where, you know, if you're only concerned about your face, it's probably not the right sport for you. It's probably the wrong sport. It's definitely the wrong <laughs> sport. But like th- it's the perfect sport for Dunia. So um what, what were was there were there any like behind the scenes moments like talking with the doctor or just those dynamics about like um you know how perfect this sport is for this kid but how like it's it's a you know it sounds like it sounds like the doctor would like to maybe perform surgeries more frequently or or more often and whatever but he's wrestling so you can't have you know scars and healing and all that stuff happening because you're getting your face beat up yeah he didn't he didn't uh well one I did that interview remote. So we had a, a okay. camera guy there, okay. and this happens every once in a while. Then I'll just call in like on a on a Zoom or a Skype or a sure. FaceTime, sure, and they'll hold it up, and I'll just have a conversation. And they record it. Huh? Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So there wasn't, you know, so there wasn't a whole lot of conversation outside of the interview. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as you know, he he was like, ah, no, I didn't. They ask any wrestlers <laughs> like, should we try something, anything else, or you know, soccer. I know he was big into soccer, uh, but you know, Miguel said. You know, it's and the, Miguel was on this show. Uh, but Miguel, last, that's his adopted dad. Yeah, Miguel Rodriguez, his coach. Yeah, yep, exactly. Um, and he was like, you know, talking about the doctor. He's like, at some point, we're just gonna say, that's it. No more. You know, this is who he is. Like yeah. you said, and we're just, you know, just let him let him be. He looks, he looks fine. It's it's mm-hmm. it's where it needs to be. Yeah, and we don't need to go doing any more surgeries. Okay. Love his life. Let, let's go back to the interviews because I mean the interviews are they're really you can't have you can't tell the story without the interviews. Right. Um, you know how, how did that that how did the conversation I guess progress towards really being able to talk about like the attack and and uh, I mean it's the most sensitive part of the story but it's also the most important part of the story right what hundred percent how, how did that evolve. Um. Well, like I said, it was it was all, it was really tricky because the damn bell went off every forty four minutes or whatever. Yeah. So you you know these interviews, I don't remember this one. Was, they're two to three hours, maybe more usually. Um, I I do remember. Um, cameras on my left. He's in front of me, and and I, I do the interviews. I, I usually have my computer here, and mm-hmm. I kind of got some notes and questions on how yeah. I want to. And uh, and he's so soft spoken as it is, and maybe more because he's because he's. 15, 14, 15 years old. That's just how, you know, that's... Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, it's like, and I, and I don't, you know this, but a lot of people, I don't, I don't hear well out of one of my ears. Yeah. So I don't hear great to begin with. <laughs> and he's so quiet. And I was literally like, leaned as far as I could. And like, like this. One, because I, I was engaged mm-hmm. and I was like interested in this and that. But the other, I'm like, I'm trying to hear him. Yeah, like almost slipping off my chair. So, uh, and it was like, it's it's kind of it's gripping. Mm-hmm. It's really compelling what he's saying. So I was like, literally on the edge of my seat, like you know, tush about to fall off. Here and, and even one time, I, uh, um, camera guy, he was like, "Hey, you gotta get back up." The uh, my computer's in the shot. Yeah, you know what I mean. So, and, and it was, and I even you know, I remember saying to him like. Is it okay? Can I ask you? Yeah. Can I, can I ask you? Kind That's of in the, the film. Details? That, that second, right? Can I ask you about it? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Yeah, because I didn't. I, you know, it was very clear where I was going. Right. Right. Like, tell me where you're from. 
Tell me what's it like. Tell me, you know, I started to ask more questions about the Congo and mm-hmm. his, his family and that's the mud hut and everything else. Um, and, th- you know, that's when I was, okay, can I ask you, can I ask you about this? Yeah. And, uh, you know, one thing I like about doing these films is like, you have their undivided attention to really mm-hmm. ask them like almost anything, mm-hmm. you know? And, and so I like asking those tough questions or, yeah. you know, Terry, where'd you go after you lost or, right? Um, and like asking follow-ups about, hold on, I don't want to know about an hour later. I want to know about a minute later, yeah. all right? And I just like, yeah. tell me everything. And I really want to, to get all this detail. Um, I wanted to do the same here, and, and I, I did to a degree, but I remember, like, if I did this the way I really wanted to, you know, I would just ask question after question after question. But considering how sensitive it is, yeah. it was like, oh, I just need him to paint the picture. Yeah. Give me, like, it's kind of as much detail as you want, but, like, let's not just sit here and linger um, as I would maybe with Terry in the fence scene. Yeah. You know, because... Mm-hmm. Even though that is so sensitive and such a tough part of his life, like, it's not this. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of, yeah. So this, the story of a kid in the Congo surviving a chimpanzee attack when, you know, his other family members didn't, that's a film in and of itself. The story of an eighth grade kid who's been adopted and moved from Africa who wins a state championship in eighth grade in New York that's a film in of itself. So like two incredible stories in one, how did you, how did you maybe the interview process or in the, in guiding the editors, how did you balance those two just incredible elements of this story? Oh, uh, well, the, the, the attack is the most drawing, you know, more than the kid coming from the Congo and yeah. winning state. And, and again, like this, this post stuff really that, that, that's on, Kyle and Reed, like they're the ones who are going to make it mm-hmm. right and the best. Though mm-hmm. I get to sit in with them and give my input where where I have it. You know, they're like, "No, we're going to get, we need to get to this attack pretty soon." Yeah. Usually, like your your low point is a little bit later in the film, right? Then they overcome it, and mm-hmm. you no, know, we we kind of have to get to this right yeah. away. And, yeah. and the reveal at the beginning was a big to do on on our end. Um, and it was like, you know, after that, most of it will just kind of be this wrestling story. That's at the initial thought. And then uh, this one of the mid-versions of it, you know, the, the front was pretty good. And all of a sudden, the back half was even better. Like, yeah. I remember me and me and uh, Reed, me and Reed and Cliff were in watching one time on a couch at the screen in front of us in this little viewing room. And uh, the end is real touching, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And we're probably, like both looking at each other like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not crying. Dude, I, I was there too. Ah, uh, and so all of a sudden, the, it's like the, the thought the chimpanzee, that whole section was going to be the, I hate to say the best, yeah. right? But the most interesting or, but all of a sudden it's like, it's this end where he wins and the music and the shots of him hugging the family members yeah. and, and the kids jumping on him in the street in front of his house. It's just like, damn. Yeah. This came together really, really well. And the thing that was so powerful for me was, I don't know, I went in knowing the story and expecting it to be a story of like 
just overcoming and like this kid has accomplished a lot. But but the thing that I picked up from the interviews was that like the sport wrestling, like it was instrumental in in saving him. Like whether he won or not, like he's got his identity through this thing. And then the achievement is 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 incredible. But it's like this kid because he's in wrestling, because he's investing in himself this way, like he's got an identity, he knows who he is, and and uh, I don't know, that was that was really powerful. Um, all right, one of the other elements of of telling a story like this in film versus, I mean, because the interviews are great, like you could have just edited a bunch of interviews together and you could have told the story, but to to do the film part, you got to represent this visually. Yeah. So, what were some of the things that you guys needed and you knew you needed? going into it that maybe people wouldn't expect like what were the the shots that you needed to get what was some of the the video process well i mean a lot of it was just obviously we didn't go to the, to africa and shoot all that right there's there's places you can go they have subscriptions to get music there's places yeah. you can have subscriptions and and take footage from so that was like i think huge mm-hmm. you know finding footage of chimpanzees jumping around looking yeah. kind of looking kind of wild because like how do you how do you visually tell the story of the attack yeah um, the one chimpanzee had like blood on his face or something. It might have. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But what about with Dunia? Like what, what, what shots did you know you guys needed to get when you were there? You didn't just do interviews. Like you guys got some video stuff too. Yeah. No. Um, you know, we got a wrestling workout. Um, we went to a tournament with him, which was great. And, uh, and a little bit at the beach. So those things. Oh, and, uh, I don't know how much they went to the deli. Was it, there was a deli part of the deli I, in there? I think so. They go to this, this brand's deli, like, like the coaches, but it's in, in Long Beach and we got three minutes till this. We got to get out of here for this next show. Yep. But there's this deli we went to, um, so you want to do a couple of, you know, if you can't just do all interviews, you need, you need other things. Yeah. Kind of a little day in the life stuff. I, I know we're almost out of time. Um, but I think there was a story that like at the tournament, you guys were in a little time crunch. What 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 happened there? I don't know how much you could tell about that or not. Uh, Miguel did a really good job too. Gosh, to, we went to this tournament and somewhere on Long Island, and it was you know started. At eight. It was supposed to be done at noon. It's like a local freestyle tournament. local freestyle tournament, and this was I think this was over the summer. It was it was a couple of days after Final X. I was like, okay, this is cool. We'll we'll get to this tournament. It's only supposed to be two hundred people. They got X amount of mats. We'll be out of here by noon or something. Well, the the, the printer was broke. The the st- software wasn't work. Whatever you know, three things, and then and there was twice as many competitors. Yeah. So it's like, oh my god, we're not going to get out until it's like six, and we still got to go interview his mom, M- yeah. Miguel's wife, Marissa, and yeah. you know, Dania and a couple, couple of Miguel. We're going to go to the beach, and Tyler was going go to go with him with the camera. So it's like, we're it's not going to be able to happen. So yeah. We're an hour from Long Beach, so he um he he told whoever he had to tell. Maybe I had a flight to catch or something, but uh, they 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 put it. Dunia's bouts way up the top, and he wrestled. And ten minutes later, he wrestled. And ten minutes later, he wrestled. And then we could leave. So, shout out to Miguel. <laughs> Man, I, yeah, there's so much stuff behind the scenes. Um, I, I love hearing about this stuff, and I know we're about out of time. But we got two minutes. Other 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 parts of telling this story that maybe people wouldn't expect or that that stick out to you that um that were really important. Well, it's funny because you know. We're talking about the concept of doing this film. I'm like, I take all this for granted, right? I, just like the 10 years literally of, of doing this. So what else maybe stuck out from this shoot? How many, you haven't done a whole lot of films with high school students, right? I, I don't know that I ever. I know 
we we did a Mark Hall story back when he was in high school with Joe Flo. Joe Williamson went out uh, on that shoot and and then Adonis was just just finished high school, right? I think yeah. I I, I don't know that I've ever done with a high school kids, so they're a little shy. A little they're just not as many reps in front of the camera, in front of mm-hmm. the mic, right? This stuff can be intimidating. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, Dania Sibamana. It's a great story. I mean, everybody's probably watched it who's watching this, but if you haven't, check it out. Share it with a friend. It's uh, it's an incredible story. Yeah. Pumped. Uh, and, of course, RBI is before that. Coming out uh, up here, I believe, March 8th, definitely in March, um, is a story on Keegan O'Toole, Funky 2.0. Really excited about that. We've got to dive uh, into more of these. We yeah. Talk about let's more do this more. And we're kind of on a time crunch because today's schedule. But then the Eloy boys and the Rob Roan story. Eloy boys. Emilio Isagari just pinned number four Brock Hardy. Emilio's going to be sitting in that chair virtually tomorrow. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So. Great. All right, folks, that's going to do it for David Bray. I'm Mark Bader. Uh, that was fun, David. We'll do it fun. again. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks. Here's the trailer. So Tania Sibumana, the jungle kid. Tania's from the Congo. From what I know where Dunia is from, it's very dangerous. On one sunny day, they were playing on the edge of the jungle. The chimpanzees just came out of nowhere and attacked me. It was just like shocking seeing a chimpanzee in front of me. We will never know exactly what happened to Dania that day. Dania remembers uh, waking up and seeing his face just hanging. When I woke up in the hospital, I was just like scared. I was just surprised I was still alive. Wrestling saved his life, along with that park ranger in Virunga. He found his identity through wrestling, and he found his confidence through wrestling. I would describe Vinny's wrestling style as exciting. I mean, he takes it to you. He doesn't back down, doesn't take any time off. He's just on you, on you, on you. I couldn't imagine this life after came I just knew that it was a miracle that I was still alive, and things happen for a reason.